Hey, Wiki listeners, it's Rachel. And Victor, did you know I host the fantastic NYC Talent Show every Monday night at the Parkside Lounge in New York City? It's an off-off Broadway showcase where you can see New York's underground performance art up close. We've got weekly special guests like Colin Quinn, Janine Garofalo, Tone Bell, and lots more. Use the code WIKILISTEN for a special discount on tickets when you go to nyctalentshow.com. That's nyctalentshow.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is the Wikipedia page for Spite House. You're listening to the podcast where we read Wikipedia articles and provide commentary. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and consider donating at patreon.com slash wikilistenpodcast so we can continue to create this show. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at wikilisten and at wiki underscore listen on Twitter and at wikilisten.com. Welcome to Wikilisten. I'm Rachel Teichman, LMSW. And I'm Victor Vernado, KSN. A spite house is a building constructed or substantially modified to irritate neighbors or any party with land stakes. Because long-term occupation is not the primary purpose of these houses, they frequently sport strange and impractical structures. Spite houses may create obstructions such as blocking out light or blocking access to neighboring buildings, or they can be flagrant symbols of defiance. Although in the U.S., Homeowners generally have no right to views, light, or air. Neighbors can sue for a negative easement. In instances regarding a spite build, courts are far more likely to side with the neighboring parties which may have been affected by that build. For example, the Cody v. Ramsey Associates Incorporated case of 1988 ruled that the defendant's spite farm constituted a nuisance, granting the neighboring landowner a negative easement. 
Spite houses, as well as spite farms, are considerably rarer than spite fences. This is partially attributable to the fact that modern building codes often prevent the construction of houses likely to impinge on neighbors' views or privacy, but mostly because fence construction is far cheaper, quicker, and easier than home construction. There are also similar structures known as spite walls or blinder walls. Examples. In 1716, Thomas Wood, a sailmaker, built a house in Marblehead, Massachusetts that subsequently became known as the Old Spite House. One possibility is that it was inhabited by two brothers who occupied different sections, would not speak to each other, and refused to sell to each other. Another explanation is that the 10-foot, 3-meter-wide house, just tall enough to block the view of two other houses on Orne Street, was built because its owner was upset about his tiny share of his father's estate and therefore decided to spoil his older brother's view. The old spite house is still standing and occupied. In 1806, Thomas Macabre, heir to his father's land and shipbuilding business, returned home to Phippsburg, Maine, from sea to discover that his stepbrother, Mark, had inherited the family mansion in the wilderness. Upset about his loss, Macabre built a house directly across from the Macabre mansion to spite his stepbrother. The National Park Service's Historic American Buildings Survey photographed and documented the 1925 move of the Macabre Spite House by barge from Phippsburg to Dead Man's Point in Rockport, Maine. In 1814, Dr. John Tyler, an eminent ophthalmologist and one of the first American-born physicians to perform a cataract operation, owned a parcel of land near the Courthouse Square in Frederick, Maryland. The city made plans to extend Record Street south through Tyler's land to meet West Patrick Street. In fighting the city, Tyler discovered a local law that prevented the building of a road if work was in progress on a substantial building in the path of a proposed road. Despite the city, Tyler immediately had workmen pour a building foundation, which was discovered by the road crews the next morning. <laughs> in 1830, John Holinsbury's home in Alexandria, Virginia, was one of two houses that directly bordered an alley that attracted an annoying amount of horse-drawn wagon traffic and loiterers. To prevent people from using the alleyway, Holinsbury constructed a 7-foot, 2.1-meter-wide, 25-foot, 7.6-meter-deep, 325-square-foot or 30.2-meter-squared two-story home using the existing brick walls of the adjacent homes for the sides of the new house. The brick walls of the Holinsbury Spite House living room have gouges from wagon wheel hubs and the house is still standing and occupied. The Skinny House in Boston is considered a spite house. One story of its creation tells that in 1874, two brothers in the north end of Boston, Massachusetts got into a dispute. Each had previously inherited land from their deceased father. While the second brother was away serving in the military, the first brother built a large home leaving the soldier only a shred of property that the first brother felt certain was too tiny to build on. When the soldier returned, he found his inheritance depleted and built a wooden house at 44 Hole Street to spite his brother by blocking the sunlight and ruining his view. The outside of the house spans 10.4 feet meters, and tapers to 9.25 feet meters, in the rear. 
1880, Adam Schilling owned a tract of 80 acres, 32 HA, I don't know exactly what that means, adjoining the town of Hiawatha, Kansas. Schilling sold three quarters of an acre of this land on which a house eventually was built and became owned by James Falloon. Together, the 80 acres, 320,000 meters squared, were well suited to add to the town of Hiawatha, but Falloon refused to sell his three quarters of an acre at the low price Schilling offered. Despite his neighbor, Schilling then built a cheap tenement house on his own property, 13 feet, 4.0 meters from Falloon's with the idea of rendering Falloon's home obnoxious and unendurable to Falloon and family by renting to people Falloon might find objectionable. The Richardson Spite House in New York City at Lexington Avenue and 82nd Street was built in 1882 and demolished in 1915. It was four stories tall, 104 feet, 31.7 meters wide, and only five feet, 1.5 meters deep. Joseph Richardson, the owner of the plot, built it after the owner of an adjacent plot, Hyman Sarner, unsuccessfully tried to purchase the land. Sarner considered the plot useless by itself and offered only $1,000. Richardson demanded $5,000. After the deal fell through, Richardson had an apartment building constructed on his land. It was functional, albeit impractical, apartment building with eight suites, each consisting of three rooms and a bath. In the early 1890s, in the Astor family, William Waldorf Astor's mansion was next door to that of his aunt, Carolyn Webster Skimmerhorn Astor, on the block later occupied by the Empire State Building. He and his aunt did not get along well, and William replaced his mansion with a hotel, the original Waldorf Hotel, in 1893. The building not only towered over his aunt's home, but it also had no windows at all on the side facing the aunt's mansion. At some point before 1898, a home was erected in Salem, Massachusetts to, quote, cut off the view of a neighbor, end quote. After the owner died, his heirs agreed in 1898 to have the Salem Spite House torn down to avoid a vexatious lawsuit with the obnoxious neighbor. In the 19th century, a Collinsville, Connecticut butcher feuded with his neighbor. Despite his neighbor, the butcher built between their adjoining houses a narrow two-story structure with windows covered by Venetian blinds. The wooden building located between 23 and 25 River Street was the width of a standard stairway and allowed the butcher to block the son to the neighbor's home and block the neighbor's view of the butcher's property at will. The butcher's son got along with the family next door and eventually tore down the Collinsville Spite House. Also in the 19th century, a Freeport, New York developer who opposed all of Freeport being laid out in a grid put up a Victorian house virtually overnight on a triangular plot at the corner of Lena Avenue and Wilson Place to spite the grid designers. The Freeport spite house is still standing and occupied. At the turn of the 20th century, the city of Almeda, California, took a large portion of Charles Froling's land to build a street. Froling had planned to build his dream house on the plot of land he received through inheritance. To spite the city and an unsympathetic neighbor, Froling built a house 10 feet 3.0 meters deep, 54 feet 16 meters long, and 20 feet 6.1 meters high on the tiny strip of land left to them. The Almeda Spite House is still standing and occupied. 
He cantilevered the front-facing second story to maximize floor space while avoiding encroachment on zoning setbacks. In 1904, the family of a deceased Joseph Edelston owned a plot of land next to the churchyard of St. Mary's in Gainford, England. The children asked to erect a monument in the churchyard in memory of Joseph's 41-year tenure at the church. The church refused permission, asserting that the churchyard was full, but that the family could donate their land to the church and then build a monument on part of it. Feeling slighted, the family immediately set about building themselves a house on their land with a 40-foot, 12-meter column erected next to the churchyard so it towered over the trees. The Edelston Spite House is still standing and occupied and has MCMIV 1904 over the front door. In 1908, Francis O'Reilly owned an investment parcel of land in West Cambridge, Massachusetts, and approached his abutting land neighbor to sell the land for a gain. After the neighbor refused to buy the land, O'Reilly built a 300-square-foot, 28.6-meter-squared building, measuring 37 feet, 11 meters long, and only 8 feet, 2.4 meters wide, to spike the neighbor. The O'Reilly Spite House is still standing and is occupied by an interior decorating firm as of mid-2009. The Sam Key Building, built in 1913 in Vancouver, British Columbia, is a spite house. The city widened the street and took a large part of Mr. Key's land, who then built a 4-foot, 11-inch, 1.5-meter-wide building on the remaining very small parcel of land. Before 1914, the Austro-Hungarians who ruled Sarajevo in Bosnia and Herzegovina wanted land in Sarajevo Old Town District to build a city hall and library. The land had a home on it, and despite offering the owner money, he refused and continued to refuse even when told he had to move. When the officials threatened him, he moved the house and rebuilt it piece by piece on the other side of the Majaka River as a way of spiting the officials. The Sarajevo Spite House operates today as a restaurant called Inat Kuda, which means Spite House. In 1922, the Pink House was built in Newsbury, Massachusetts. According to local legend, as per the terms of a divorce settlement, a man was required to build an exact replica of his house for his now ex-wife, but since the wife had failed to specify where the house be built, he built it in the Great Marsh on the edge of town with saltwater plumbing. In 1925, according to one common story, a Montlake, Seattle, Washington neighbor made an insultingly low offer for a tiny slice of adjoining land. Out of spite for the low offer, the builder built an 860-square-foot, 80-meter-square house that blocked the neighbor's open space. However, there are other stories about how the house came to be, making its origins murky. The house is 55 inches, 1.4 meter wide at the south end and 15 feet 4.6 meters wide at the north end. The Montlake Spite House is still standing and occupied. In 1934, Karina Kavanaugh, of Irish descent, commissioned the building of a skyscraper in Buenos Aires, the iconic Kavanaugh Building, at the time the highest skyscraper in Latin America. Local legend holds that Karina Kavanaugh sought to arrange a marriage between one of her daughters and the son of the Ancarena family, one of the wealthiest and traditionalist aristocratic families of the country. The Ancarenas, however, refused. Out of revenge, 
She had her high-rise building built between the Ancarena's palace and the church the family had erected on the opposing side of the adjoining square. In the 1950s, two Virginia City, Nevada neighbors got into a dispute. When one of the men built a new house, the other bought the lot next to it and built a house less than 12 inches, 30 centimeters from his neighbor's house in spite to deprive the neighbor of both view and breeze. The Virginia City Spite House is still standing and occupied. In 1954, a thin wedge-shaped building was erected by architects Sala and Fazi Itani on a 120-square-meter plot in Beirut, Lebanon, at the request of man wanting to spoil the sea view of his brother after they failed to agree to jointly develop their neighboring plots. The street facade appears to be an ordinary apartment building, but is 60 centimeters at the narrowest and 4 meters at the widest. It is known as Al Basa, the grudge, and formerly as the Queen Mary due to its resemblance to a ship. Film producer George Lucas had wanted to construct a movie studio on land that he owned in Marin County, California. After facing years of opposition, Lucas abandoned the project in 2012. Instead, he decided to construct a low-income housing development. While some sources have speculated that the low-income housing proposal was to spite the high-income residents in the wealthy county, Lucas himself rejected that characterization. In Fiction In 1839 or 1840, Edgar Allan Poe, in his story The Businessman, wrote the following passage in the voice of Peter Prophet, a man who imagines himself a legitimate businessman, although the reader realizes that he is a con man. Prophet's attempted scam in this passage is to build a spite house and extort his neighbors to pay him to tear it down. He calls this line of business the eyesore trade. Whenever a rich old hunks or prodigal heir or bankrupt corporation gets into the notion of putting up a palace, there is no such thing in the world as stopping either of them, and this every intelligent person knows. The fact in question is indeed the basis of the eyesore trade. As soon, therefore, as a building project is fairly afoot by one of these parties, we merchants secure a nice corner of the lot in contemplation or a prime little situation just adjoining or right in front. This done, we wait until the palace is halfway up and then we pay some tasty architect to run us up an ornamental mud hovel right against it or a down east or dutch pagoda or a pigsty or an ingenious little bit of fancy work either esquimau kickapow or hottentot of course we can't afford to take these structures down under a bonus of 500 percent upon the prime cost of our lot and plaster can we i ask the question i ask it of businessmen it would be irrational to suppose that we can wow there's a lot of spite houses out there a lot of people hate each other and our carpenters i love the pettiness of it all and the <laughs> pictures in this article are hilarious the pictures of the different houses are amazing please go check those out if you guys get a chance to all the spite houses and you know, because of the other spite houses that were built in the past where they put low-income housing somewhere to spite people, I think George Lucas's thing was a spite house. I think so. And I, I like it, it a was. lot. Yeah. This has been the Wikipedia page for Spite House. Thanks for listening to Wikilisten. To support the show, 
go to patreon.com slash wikilisten podcast and find us on social media at wikilisten on Facebook and Instagram and on Twitter at wiki underscore listen and at wikilisten.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.